the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Just open up your eyes and join me Cause I've been living in the sunshine Having such a nice time Sipping ice coffee is the world dressed by me Living in the sunshine Having such a nice time I won't let the stresses of the world define me No, oh, oh, ooh, la, 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 la Welcome again. You are back with Lorraine. And yes, the caregiver Lorraine. Yeah, you know me, Lorraine Carroll. And you know the show is called One of 100, but what is that show about again? One of 100? A lot of people have sent me notes and emails, and they've actually called for those that know me personally. And they said, so the one, that one thing, I think I get it. And I'm glad you do. For those that don't get it and that don't know, I'm here to remind them, I am a caregiver. Are you? This is the question I have for a lot of people today. Many people discount who they are. Are you a caregiver? And Maybe you are and you just don't know it. Maybe you are not entitled. What is that? Entitlement? Well, we're going to talk about that right now. Entitlement this morning means what? That you are a caregiver, in fact. And as a caregiver, you are entitled to some titles. (laughs) And recently I got to celebrate with my great aunt. She's 92 years old. Doesn't seem like she needs a caregiver. She was sitting upright. She walks, no cane. She looks good, healthy, great weight. I mean, she was smiling, had on makeup, 92. Yes. But what people see is this great looking lady sitting there at her own party, smiling and profiling, but they didn't see the work that went into making her look so good. And caregivers, you do a lot of work that a lot of people don't see, and you don't get the credit for it. No one says thank you. How does that make you feel? Resentful, angry, upset, offended? Oh, there's that old word, offended. That's us. You know who we are, uh, the church people. Well, not everybody listening. Our church people, right? Everybody's not that person that's a Christian listening to this station, right? No, no. I I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. What matters to me, do you care, caregiver, that you have a title that oftentimes will be overlooked and no one will care about you or your title? (laughs) Wait a minute. But I'm the one that put her together and made her look so good and got her here and got her set up. And I was the one that went and bought that blouse she's wearing. And, I, hey, I was the one that gave the money. Well, I was the one that actually ironed it out. Wait, hold. It looks like we're having battles of titles. And wait a minute. See, with me, it's just me. So I don't have to battle with anybody. But when there are multiple caregivers, there are multiple battles. Sometimes It's between siblings. Sometimes it's between cousins. Sometimes nieces, nephews, or even the professional hired caregivers battle. Yes. Mm. I thought they were paid. They are paid. What are they battling about? Mm, Territory. uh, Who did it better? 
setup and preference. Well, I had it this way so that she could reach that way. Wait, what in the world are you battling about? You're a caregiver. Your goal is to provide care. Now, we're not going to limit what care means because remember, I told you, we don't compare care. Why not? Because everybody's different, for one. For two, comparing care will cause battles. Even if the battle starts with, let's say, you (laughs) in your own mind. Remember, there's an entire war going on in your mind that no one else is participating in. Okay, so where where do we begin here? Let's let's start with the titles. Caregiver. Now, many of you still are doing care and you won't call yourself a caregiver. What sense does that make? Oh, wait a minute, I found out. <laughs> Some of you are too proud to say you're a caregiver. Oh, my. Well, then some of you are too arrogant to say, I'm my mom's caregiver. What do you you mean arrogant? Well, think about it. That puts you in a category. Those people (laughs) that have to do that kind of work. What what are you talking about? Uh, Well, you know, the people that have to kind of clean up the... Uh, stuff and yeah, they have to smell those smells and they have to take care of that kind of trash. Uh, uh, oh, you mean the bags? Yeah, those I didn't know that those existed, but in the meantime, what about the people that are not doing that kind of work but they're still providing care? Back to comparing care. Is care just care? Well, what I've determined is care is based on the caregiver. Now, if I, Lorraine, am that person that's going to just say, you know what, I don't care. Am I a caregiver? Ooh, that's a contradiction. Well, that's why today, before we jumped into the title of the show and telling you what it's about, for those of you that have been listening for a while, I think you know what we're about. But for those of you that don't, One of 100 is about caregiving for caregivers who don't take care of themselves. Oh, okay. So what's the one thing? The one thing is, despite everything I've just talked about, just said, that we have to do, we must take care of ourselves. But what do you do, caregivers, when you don't have the strength, energy, courage, the motivation, you don't have anything left to care for yourself? That's what happened to me. And that's how we, you and I, have this opportunity to look at what a caregiver needs to do to take care of themselves. This is based on my experience. Now, there's 60 million caregivers in America. They do, they do it their way, all of them. Everybody has their own preference, their own style. My style is codependence and dependence on who? The Lord. How? Wait, what? Codependence and dependence. How do you do that at the same time? Well, there's two ways to do that. First of all, you need to admit that you need the help. Uh, does that sound like a familiar mantra? Some people out there know about it. It's called admittance. When you admit that you actually have a problem, well, now you can get some help. But what if you're in denial? Yes, caregivers every week are in denial every day. How? Because caregivers don't accept help, don't think they need help, don't want help. They want to do it their way. Hmm, that sounds like my husband. (laughs) 
Uh, well, I don't have a husband, but for some of the wives out there that are husbands, uh, excuse me, wait a minute, is that confusing? Yeah, yep, don't forget, we are in the 21st century. <clears throat> Okay, back to one of 100. Yeah, it's getting rough out there. And don't think that what's going on out there doesn't affect the caregiver that's having to listen and look at news because the person they care for wants to be informed. But I, the caregiver, I don't care about that. I don't want to hear about that news. I don't want to hear about world events and all the crisis and the politics. Hey, I just want to do my job and tune out. Well, I don't get that privilege because I take care of someone older. But don't forget Everyone that needs care isn't older. There are babies that need care. There are people that are 24 years old that need care. Think about it. Have you looked around? Have you seen any caregivers? Are the caregivers <laughs> invisible to you? Have you seen one lately and didn't even think, hey, they're doing caregiving? Oh, I wonder, is that their brother? Because remember, everyone isn't hired. I saw a lady and a young man. He was in a wheelchair. He seemed a little developmentally disabled. And I said, hmm, I wonder if she is mom. She looks kind of young. Might be the sister or maybe she's a hired caregiver. Either way, she was the one providing the care in that restaurant. It was just the two of them. She took him out. She was feeding him. Regardless of her title, she was providing care. And at the end of the day, for any caregiver, that's what the title is about. The title is about care. As a caregiver, sometimes you don't get to be entitled. What do you mean? Uh, To do it your way because you're challenged. Even me, only child, no other caregivers in the home, and I'm challenged by other people. Yes, I'm judged on the outside. Remember, I told you everybody has an opinion. Uh, Think about it. Everybody has a better way, um, a recommendation, a suggestion. Oh, and don't forget, from personal experience, well, my mom isn't your late dad. Would you have mercy on me? Thank you for those ideas, though. I appreciate them. But actually, none of that is going to apply to my mom. She's a bit more feisty than your kind dad. My mom has a strong mouth. Whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, because she has right brain damage, and that portion of inhibition is damaged, gone forever. She just might say anything. And I can be offended. I can be hurt. My feelings can be hurt. Now, my aunt that I talked about, 92 years old, she's got a great mind, sometimes a little memory loss, but she's had three heart attacks. She weighs 105 pounds. Yeah, it's a little different for her. She doesn't use a cane, but she loses her balance easily. So what are you, what are you getting at? Care, compare, no, don't do it. Don't compare care. Stop it. If you're doing that, don't. The Bible says judge not. <laughs> That's good enough for me, Matthew 7, 1. Judge not. Why? So you won't be judged. Uh, common sense, right? Well, not necessarily. Common sense isn't common to everybody. So when you judge others, you're probably going to be judged. It's really simple. Some people call it karma. I call it Matthew 7 and 1. It's real simple to me. Don't do it. Don't judge other people. Don't compare care. Don't compare the way they do it. Don't compare how you do it to them. Think about it. 
So if I'm going to look at my aunt and I'm going to look at my mom and then look at my cousins and say, well, they don't have as much work to do as I do. They didn't have to go through what I did. They don't have to get up as early as I do because she can do that and she can do this. And, well, think about it. Slow your roll. Take a moment and say, hey, I'm doing what I do and I'm doing the best I can and I'm trying to do it the best way that I can. I didn't come into this with training. I didn't go to school to be a nurse, not even a CNA. I don't even have a certificate. But I had to jump in and do what? Care. How do you care? It starts in the heart, and then out of your heart will flow the care. So let's do a heart check today. One of 100 is about helping caregivers make sure that that one thing that they're doing is making sure they're alive. Hello, no heartbeat, no care. Remember, if there's no care for the caregiver, there is no care. I tell my mom all the time, if I die right now, the Lord is going to take care of you. He will provide. But for right now, he's provided me. So deal with it. That's on the days when she doesn't like me. (laughs) That happens a lot. But in the meantime, caregivers, the one thing you must do is admit that you need the help. Don't turn away help. I had so many people offering help at the party. I said, yes, thank you. Okay. Did you hear those three words? They're powerful. Yes, thank you. Okay. How do you do that? A lot of people don't do that at work. Hey, did you need some help with that box? No, I got it. I'm good. Wait a minute. Um, Let's try that again. Did you need some help with that box? You know what? Uh, Let me see. Did you hear what I did? I thought about it for a minute. I didn't just give a hard no. I didn't give a callous, no, I got it. I'm good. Hey, admit sometimes you might need help to yourself. The first place you need to admit it is to you. And then when someone asks you, can I get that plate for you? Sure. It's easier. That's a yes. Sometimes you just need to respond with, Thank you. And people feel so good when you thank them. We're in such a rude generation. Remember manners? (laughs) I do. Well, some people don't. So when you hear a thank you, doesn't that lighten you up just a little bit? It's the same for you caregivers. Give a thank you. That gives people permission, consent, that you're willing to what? Accept their help. So the last thing you can do is say, Okay, that's a nice cooperative statement. Let's get along. Let's do this. Let's figure it out at least. I don't know what we're about to do, but I consent. I agree. Okay. It's just slang that we use in America, but hey, it works. So the next time someone offers you the help, say, okay, yes, thank you. Now that combo, that is a triple threat. (laughs) I use it a lot. Yes, thank you, okay, all in one. Yeah. So, look, caregivers, you're entitled to say thank you. You're entitled to say okay. And you're entitled to say yes. Doesn't that feel better as you think about it? Have you thought about the many times you've said no? I have. And when I listen to this radio show, yes, I actually listen to my own radio show because I talk about it with friends. I talk about it with other people, and they say, wow, I don't know how you do this. And I tell them I do. I examine myself. That's what our Bible says. So look at yourself. The Bible is your mirror. That's what I was taught as a kid. I didn't get it. I was so, like, <laughs> literal. It doesn't look like a mirror to me. That was me as a kid. I was like, mm, I don't see myself. Well, that part I didn't get until I got a little older. Oh, I get it now. Now I see. 
So just like Paul said, it's like looking in the mirror. Who's Paul? Yeah, that guy in the New Testament. You can check him out on your time. But in the meantime, let's look at you in the mirror, the Bible, where it tells you to examine yourself. I, I don't really need a title coming from anybody else if I give myself a title. And sometimes caregivers, you're not giving yourself the proper title. You are a caregiver. Whether you're too proud to admit it, whether you're too arrogant to acknowledge it, or whether you're just too rebellious to accept it. And no, it's not just the men that are rebellious. There are a lot of women that are in rebellion because they're in resentment. They're the ones that have a tendency to say, you know, I did this because I have to. Actually, no, you don't. (laughs) You can quit today and you can be replaced. Ooh, that was a little harsh, but it's true. So step back, look in that mirror. You can look in the physical one too, but look in that Bible. And remember what it tells us. Have mercy. It it says that? Yes. One, it says to be merciful. Be merciful. It's really simple. And then there's some benefits and blessings for that. And that's why I chose to come on K-Praise. Yeah, I, I could have done this with anybody. I could have been on a podcast, even though we do have podcasts right here on KPRZ, 12, 10 a.m. You can look us up. Go to the website. It's real simple. KPraise.com. And you can actually spell out praise sometimes. <laughs> and it's K-P-R-A-I-S-E. My friends are like, where do you find this show? I've been trying to look for you. It's real simple. Don't make it hard. <laughs> KPRZ.com. K-Praise, P-R-A-I-S-E, for the traditional people, you'll find us. And when you do, look for one of 100 with me, Lorraine Carroll. I'm here to help the caregivers help themselves to what? Humility. Uh Uh-oh, that's another title. The humble shall, they shall, the Bible says, they will, they're going to. It's an absolute. The humble shall what? Shall hear about it. About what? The Lord. See, on K-Praise, you get to hear about the Lord. Yeah, we've got some conservative talk shows, sure. Yeah, we've got some other kinds of goodies. But on Sunday mornings, you're looking for the Lord. When you tune into K-Praise, you're looking to hear a word of inspiration, of encouragement. And the greatest encouragement that I have found is truth. Because at the end of the day, I'm responsible for my betterment, my wellness, and my own care. Think about it. If I become apathetic, it's over. Me, the caregiver, the one that provides the care? Uh, yeah, pathos, that Greek word that means care, mm-hmm. empathy, sympathy, all of those. Apathy without care. Have you thought about it, caregivers? Have you been apathetic? I have. It's very depressing. It's a lonely place. So what do you do? You admit that you're what? Apathetic. I don't care. I don't care. Whatever. All of those. Apathy. Well, I don't care. We say it in all types of tones. We have all types of expressions. It might not sound as harsh as I just said it, but guess what? You've said it, even if you didn't say it aloud. You've said it by your actions. Think about it, caregivers. And this is when you... Begin to examine yourself. This is how you examine yourself. You say, you know what? I could do better. Now, me personally, I'm a Christian. So I go to the Lord and I say, Lord, help. 
Ooh, that right there, admitting that you need help to the Lord. Now that's where you can get some help. All of my help comes from the Lord. I told you it's a scripture, but actually it's a lifestyle for me. I've come to live it, believe it, and do it. I let him help me. So how do you let the Lord help you? First of all, you apologize. Isn't it easier to get along with people after you apologize when you've offended them? (laughs) Now remember, uh, apologies are based on more of, um, let's call it your feelings, because you've taken some time to account for your feelings. That's number one. My mom used to say, when you say to me, I'm sorry, you're talking about yourself. That has nothing to do with me. Now, this was before the brain damage. (laughs) And I would go, oh. And she taught me the difference between I'm sorry and I apologize. Because when you apologize, that's another one of those fancy Greek words. It gets down more into your soul. It gets more into your feelings, to your regrets, your sorrows gives you a chance to examine yourself and realize, you know what? Okay, I was wrong. Okay. Now, if you can admit that to the Lord, eventually you can admit that to the person you provide care for. I've had to apologize to my mother many days. It might have taken me three hours, but I did it. But the best part in my Christianity is that power word, forgive. Now, I was talking to a young lady yesterday about the Ten Commandments, she's, eh, let's say, a follower of Christ. You know how we have followers on the web pages and we have followers on those other sites? Well, she's a follower of Christ because I asked her some questions and her answers didn't quite say that she's a believer and that she's accepted Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, the Almighty. No, no, no. She, did, she didn't get that far. But she's interested is what I call it. She's interested is is what I call it. Okay, so with that interest, (laughs) I said, check this out. You're telling me about Ten Commandments. Why? I said, I'm a believer. And the only commands I have, real simple. Love, forgive, give. Think about it. For the Christian people, Jesus taught us a lot of one-word commands. And the greatest title that you can have besides caregiver is forgiver. Have you forgiven yourself for not being the best caregiver you can be? Have you forgiven yourself for not being able to admit your failures? Have you forgiven yourself for not being able to say, you know what? I can do better. Because you can. But if you don't admit it, you cannot. Give yourself some new titles today. How about forgiven? Give yourself another title. How about blessed? Because if you're doing caregiving, trust me, you're blessed. You're able to provide care for another person. I had Cindy, uh, a listener, write me and say, wow, my father's here in my home, early 90s, and sometimes it's, it's a lot. And I assured her, yes, it is a lot. But I told her, one of the things you can do is not just tell yourself, but tell a friend. And if you don't have any friends, my Bible says the friendly people get the friends. So if you're a grumpy, old, mean, well, you're probably not going to attract friends. But you have to show some friendliness to get friends. That's what my Bible says. So 
You know, you don't have to go overboard. I'm an introvert. That's an excuse. There are books out there for people like you. <laughs> so listen, get a friend, a Christian friend especially, and confess and say, hey, you know what, friend? I need you to pray for me because my heart is hardened. I've been doing this for so long. I don't care if you've been doing it for six months. That might be a long time for you. Don't compare your six months to my 20-plus years. Caregiving is hard work. Give yourself the title of tired. Give yourself the title of stressed. Give yourself the title of angry. But then do the exchange and forgive yourself for being those. Forgiveness is another option that you have as a caregiver. Forgive yourself. Now, we're to forgive others, yes, but you need to forgive you. Have you done that, caregiver? Have you? And then once you forgive yourself, it's so much easier to go to the person that you provide care for and say, will you forgive me? Because once I became a Christian, I was able to take what my mom taught me about apologizing and bump it up a notch and say, not only do I apologize, but I need to ask of your forgiveness. Christians, we leave that part out a lot. We need to ask for forgiveness, not only of the Lord, but to the people we care for. The people we care about especially, they need our care. So remember this, caregivers, it's important that you, one, forgive yourself, and two, live. It's a a little mantra. I just came up with it for me because otherwise, if you don't, you bear a lot of burdens that don't belong to you, such as depression, anxiety, anger, frustration. That's not Jesus-like. He said, you can take all of that, give it to me, let it go, let it go, give it to me. Because we want to be angry. Tell the truth, caregivers. We do. (laughs) We want to hold the resentment, the grudge. But remember, you need mercy too. So give all of that to Jesus. Let it go. Forgive yourself first. Ask the Lord to forgive you. And then what? Live. Live on. Move on. So what I came up with is forgive and live. Try that this week. Forgive and live. Life is a gift. Treat it like one. Forgive yourself and live. So until you join us next week, right here at 5.30 a.m. on K-Praise with me, Lorraine Carroll on One of 100, I want you to say, I'm going to forgive and I'm going to live this week. Try it. It works. Say it to yourself. Forgive and live. Forgive and live. You can do it. And we'll see you again right here on One of 100 with me, Lorraine Carroll, on K-Praise, 1210 a.m. This is the world you find me Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.